I really liked it. We need to cut that because I just give away the whole the spoiler. <laughs> you don't find out that she's vegetarian until the very end. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Let me start over. Let me say, okay. I have a four-way tie for fifth. You should also ruin Split for everyone. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the substandard expanded universe. This is the 17th episode of Substandard Expanded Universe podcast. The SSEU podcast is packed with garbage opinions about Star Wars, 70s movies, Mexican food, and much, much more. You can find us on Twitter using the hashtag SSEU or the hashtag Megathread. This is our last episode of 2018. And boy, do we have a show for you. Yeah, we're a submarine podcast now. <laughs> I am. <laughs> for all the seamen, we are here for you. I am currently in Austin, Texas with Ryan. Uh, howdy, Ryan. Hey, Thomas. I can kind of hear you in the other room. <laughs> because, because we couldn't figure out how to podcast with two people in the same room. We had from Thanksgiving, when Chris and Thomas couldn't fix it out, <laughs> figure it out, until tonight... And we still couldn't figure it out. This is this is how cavemen podcasted. <laughs> in separate rooms like animals. Also with us from his palatial rectory in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, is uh, Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello. I don't think you know what a rectory is. I, I know. Everyone has. It's like, it's like an ass, right? Everybody poops. <laughs> no. And so you said we're a submarine podcast now. So... We podcast about submarines or from submarines? Yes, and. If we can get on a submarine and do a podcast from a submarine. About submarines. Oh, yeah. We are the number one listened to podcast by submarine captains. (laughs) And financially, we're underwater. So it's perfect. (laughs) So, uh, Chris, how was your Christmas? Uh, It was good. It's been good. I, it's, it's, it's all good. It's good. It's it's great. Do, do you want us to? I'm not, Was this a bad I'm not, question? I'm not protesting too much at all. It was good. Protesting? What would you be protesting? You protesting Christmas? No, no. It's it's a Shakespearean. <laughs> I'm just oh, protest too much. Okay. Methinks. Yeah, like a, so. It was so fine. It, it was it fine. Wasn't. Christmas was good. Bumblebee is ninety three percent of Rotten Tomatoes. What in the hell? Ninety three percent what? Fresh. Rotten. I suppose anyway, the percentage sorry. is fresh as well. Okay. Wait, but aren't you? Bringing- That's ridiculous. There is not going to be a good Transformers movie. That's yeah. the, it can't be done. But I mean, they're they're freaking robots. Like that's there's just it's not going to happen. I don't believe it. But uh, Michael Bay is not the director for this one, right? No, he's not. Michael Bay is like the best thing about the Transformer movies. <laughs> I mean, even as much as uh, as much as I dislike them, there there's a certain degree of respect. All I'm saying is like. Michael Bay is probably the only person who could make a movie about robots that transform into th- other things to, I don't know, trick them to be like, we're not a robot, we're just a car. Psych! And then, <laughs> you know, and then fight. I'm pretty sure Michael Bay is the only one who could pull it off. Well, you realize that Transformers existed before they were in movie format, right? Yes? Yeah, yeah. not, not as like a multi-billion dollar <laughs> movie franchise. It was like a cartoon the kids watched. And toys. It wasn't like a valuable piece of IP. 
Yeah, I don't know. When is the first? Like, there are a lot of dumb cartoons. Like, Thomas, I know you don't have kids, but like, there are a lot of dumb cartoons. That's all I'm saying. Like, not all, not all get made into series of movies. When did the first Transformers movie come out? Ooh, if only we had a way to hundred years ago. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I was telling Ryan yesterday that uh, I have a new, uh, I have a new principle. I'm just not going to watch movies from before I was born. Uh, I because, like it. I'm on board. Yeah, like, that sounds like a very millennial thing to do. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I don't see all '70s movies are trash. <laughs> the Shining, trash. <laughs> Alien, trash. Uh, Jaws, trash. Jaws, trash. Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver, trash. <laughs> Star Wars, trash. Star Wars, trash. <laughs> Second two are good. Are you bringing this up because there's someone on the mega thread talking about how great the the best picture winners were in the 70s? Yep. 2007. What about it? This is seven. Um, that's when the, that's the first Transformers came out. Oh, really? I, I was just waiting for you to be talking about something else so I could interrupt. <laughs> yeah. That was a poor transition, Chris. A very poor transition. Actually, it was a pretty good Haber interrupter, I thought. I liked it. I appreciated it. This episode is going to be lit. Just, just <laughs> well, the the Vikings uh, lost earlier this evening, and you have been drinking away your sorrows, so it's perfect. <coughs> <laughs> Hang on. Give me a minute. What was that? What was that? I think that was some chili. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been one of the Fritos got stuck in the got stuck in the wrong place there. Okay. Ryan, do you need me to call an ambulance? Are you fine? <laughs> I don't know yet. I'll let you know. You need some mouth-to-mouth, Thomas. <laughs> Just come check on me. Oh, we've got Ryan back. It's it's He's in one piece. He's, oh, he's back. Ryan, you okay? Mm, you know, as okay as I can be. <laughs> Yeah, so yesterday was a pretty big day in the SSEU universe because we had uh, the first of many Texas conventions, Texas cons. Cameron and uh, Laura uh, made a drive from Dallas and Houston, respectively, to join us here in Austin for, for lunch and drinks afterwards. And they are both as lovely in person as they... Well, they're not really lovely on internet. They are very lovely in person. Uh, so did yeah, you guys go to Chili's or what? No, we went to uh, Lucy's on the Lake, a fried chicken place that was uh, it's right on... Lake Austin, and with uh, you can just right on the edge of a cliff, you just look out into the bay, which was freezing. Yeah, yeah, you guys were Thomas. I I, I gotta ask you about this. Like the Texans were really complaining about the cold. Tell me how the weather was, Thomas, from a from a normal sane person. I I like summer weather. I'm not sure what they're complaining about. (laughs) (laughs) So like, what what was this like winter chill that uh, descended? Like, what was the temperature? Fifty. It was in the 40s, and it was windy oh, and gosh. rainy. Yeah, but it wasn't so. like we were sitting outside in the rain or the wind. Well, when we went to take the picture, though, we went outside. But, like, even the inside pictures, uh, like, inside the restaurant, like, Ryan had a stocking hat on. Uh, I think someone was wearing a coat. Well, so like, it looked like it, it looked like it was, like, it looked like it was, like, a restaurant that, that I don't know. You, know. you ever see those restaurants that have, like garage doors that lift up and you can get like the outside air inside that's like, exactly like what it was because that 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 where what we were sitting against it does like open up 
So so it, it act generally was like 50, 60 in the restaurant? Yeah. It was like 50, 60 degrees. It was like halfway inside. It was like a breezeway where we were sitting. Okay. All right. On my uh, road trip down to Austin, I also made sure to stop and uh, visit Tim Lewis, who has been on the podcast previously in Kansas. Tim and his wife, Stacy, were both uh, wonderful hosts. I was a little bit surprised when I was driving. So they, they live in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, essentially. And you get off I-35 and you're driving on this two-lane highway in the middle of nowhere. And suddenly... There's a roundabout, uh, and <laughs> nice. I, I like someone had just randomly placed it down there in the middle of the field. I had no idea why. I'm guessing there's an intersection, but you're saying it's weird to have a roundabout in the middle in middle America. Yeah, like why yeah. why not just have four way stop? Yeah, four way stop. Because they're inefficient. Yeah, I mean, round. They're starting to put more and more roundabouts in Austin, and it's it, it really does they're save. Great. Uh, time and traffic. Yes. Even, even busy intersections, they're great. Like so, you're wrong, have Thomas. To wait for a left turn, green light. You couldn't, you couldn't be more wrong. You've been wrong about a lot of things, but you're wrong about this. Yeah, I am sure that the the cows out there in the fields really appreciate the roundabout. <laughs> well, they might. You don't know. <laughs> Uh, I guess I should also say that uh, Ryan and Rose have also been uh, terrific hosts. Uh, it's, it's been a great trip so far, uh, except for the fact that everything I own is currently packed in my car at the parking lot. We, are you uh, saying this under duress, or are they actually <laughs> good hosts? Oh, well, I mean... You did mention them last. We're not good hosts, but, you know, we've been nice to him. We took him to the Alamo on... What day was that? Friday. Uh, Friday. Yeah, we went to the Alamo on Friday. Why'd you go to the I, Alamo? Because so we. Oh, to, I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. So we wouldn't forget. So we would okay. remember. <laughs> or yeah, we needed to remember. He has to be there so he could remember it. He's never been before. There was a line because the stupid Iowa State, uh, <laughs> Washington State football game was that night, and oh so there God. was so many Iowa State fans just the Alamo Bowl. Looking, yeah, it was the 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 Valero Alamo Bowl. Yes. Don't forget. They did, paid a lot of money. Did, did they also sponsor the battle? Yeah, it was the Valero Alamo. Remember the Valero Alamo? <laughs> <laughs> well, what was confusing, um, that that bowl game that was canceled in Dallas, it was like the Serve Pro First Responders Bowl. Canceled? What, what game was canceled? Yeah, there's, there's a bowl game that like 10 minutes into the game, there was a lightning strike, and then there was one like oh. 40, 40 minutes later. And so, like, every time there's a lightning strike, they reset the clock for, like, 30 minutes. So there's, like, an hour and a half delay and just more bad weather in the way. And so they just made the determination, like, yeah, like, uh, we're just going to call the game. Oh, I didn't know that. So, like, like, all the fans that travel down there and all the volunteers of the game, it's kind of kind of a bad deal for that's, everyone involved. Yeah, that's I hope at least their tickets to the game are refunded, right? Gosh, I, I'd hope so. But still, like, think about all the people who traveled to yeah, yeah, to Dallas of all places. Like their life Dallas isn't going to be refunded there. for yeah. carrying. So like, much what else are you going to do in Dallas besides football. go to a football game? Oh, I will tell you. I will tell you what you can do in Dallas. You can use the express lanes on I thirty five, and they are amazing. Uh, aren't those carpool lanes? Like, if you have more than one person in the car, I don't, I don't know. He, he they, had enough stuff to count. I mean, you if it's either car carpool, so you have or, more than one, or person, if you're moving, or if you have all everything you own yeah. in your car. Then you can yeah. use that. One. How do they verify that? Is this really everything you know? Oh, oh, trust me, it is. I I gave away a lot of stuff. I sold I sold a couch to some people who were late to pick it up. <laughs> I can't believe that every possession you had like is in 
a tiny Volvo. Yes, and imagine if I would have. It's been... four doors. It's not. That I know. Tiny. I, I'm just. I, I don't know why oh, I said. Oh, tiny. that's right. You have seen it. I. This was the first time I've seen his car. Well, it, I knew it was a Volvo because heaven help us if he goes ten minutes without mentioning that he drives a Volvo. Well, imagine, it's very on brand. Yes. Imagine if I were Chris, then I wouldn't be able to fit anything in my car besides my DVDs. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking yeah, of DVD, uh, you added to your DVD collection because I, Michael Michael left today before you got here, but he left you a gift. Yeah. Um, uh, wel- welcome, was, welcome to America. Yeah, welcome to America DVD, and he also left you. I think it was a CD. So uh, yeah, there, there's some Yankee Doodle music on it. I'm not exactly yeah. sure what it is. Uh, it was a mix of some kind, is what he told me. I didn't see it, but uh, Ryan, have you, have, has your family enjoyed some free medical care? Oh yeah, we've all had uh, checkups. I had all the boys, you know, just line them up, poop into various things, and just <laughs> hand, handed it to Thomas. <laughs> Guess which one this is. <laughs> Transition. Um, so uh, I have a I have a dating app thing uh, that I would like to to briefly mention. This is very short. So. Uh, on is it Bumble or Tinder? It's one of these. On Bumble, I think uh, you you can you get various questions that you are supposed to answer, and one of these is like drinking, and and they give you options. So one of the options is no, like <laughs> if you don't drink, that's what you pick. Another option is yes, and then the third option is socially. So if if you pick yes. That means you're an alcoholic who drinks mostly by yourself at home. (laughs) Dance drunk or nothing else. (laughs) Oh, that's what they should have. Instead of yes, they should just have pants drunk. Pants drunk. (laughs) Pants drunk. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I just just like their answer options. Uh, No, socially, and yes. And I'm not quite sure what yes means. You should create your own dating app that's just called Pants Drunk or Not. (laughs) Question. Does, Does the yes have an exclamation point? Like, do you drink? No, socially, or yes. Yes. Uh, if it doesn't, it definitely should. In in other news, so we have some more uh, some more stuff that we we should go through here. The fantasy football season has concluded, right? Yeah, it did. Thankfully, Adam did not win. Uh, Jason defeated hey, him. You're you're glad that Jason won. You hate Jason. Oh, that's right, I do. <laughs> uh, I wish neither of them would have won. Yeah, it, it was like the worst championship game. It yeah, was. it was one of those times where you're watching a game and, oh boy, I, hope, I, I just hope Bane shows up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just hope the, the entire football field collapses into a sinkhole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. so Jason won, uh, Adam in second. Do we, do we know who finished third? Patrick finished third. He beat me in That's the unreal. third place game. Yes. The guy says so... line up for like four games and <laughs> gets third place. Yeah, I finished fourth. Uh, in my defense, I set my lineup every week and, and I finished tied for last. <laughs> See, there's with, your problem. With Steven, and Steven's a pirate, so... <laughs> you can't expect him to be setting his lineup regularly. Yeah, I mean, the reason Adam was so easy to root against is because he really leaned into the like he he changed his name to Joffrey, right? Yeah, he did. <laughs> he really leaned into like the like everyone like everyone root against me. Yes, which is hard because like we all want to root against Jason. So yeah, we did. I do. So <laughs> it was I mean, not a good finish. Anybody it was, else it was the worst. Their- it was the worst finish you could imagine. It seriously was, which is pretty fitting for the SSEU. Yeah. Perfect. How did you do, Chris? Um, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I, 
Did well, you, really did, did you do better than the Vikings? Oh. Hey, Chris, the Colts made the playoffs tonight. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, my headphones must have cut out. Um, I didn't catch. It was asking, we were asking about the Vikings. We'll just, um, and, and I was mentioning that the Colts, we're talking the Colts about did make the football? playoffs. Well, uh, fantasy football, I believe I had either the, the cumulative – either the most points or the second most and somehow like managed to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Ooh. And then like, I think in the last, uh, in the consolation game, I, I don't, I think I won and then was in the, or maybe I lost again, but like 60 points in my last game. It was, it was like absurdly bad. I had had, I think 180 at one point, um, in a game. And I had a third of that. Are you guys done with the fantasy football, football crap? I'm so done with it. Okay, yep. so I realized that there was something from my Texas visit so far that I haven't mentioned. On our drive down to San Antonio, we stopped at a gas station. Oh, yeah, we did. Not, we... not just any gas station, a Bucky's. Bucky's. We and... had to go to the, we had to loop around to the other side of the highway. <laughs> but, and Patrick was driving, we needed gas, and I said, oh, well, let me look on here to see if there's, where's the next gas station. And then I saw there was a Bucky's, and... Obviously, I was like, I don't care how far out of our way we have to go. We have <laughs> to go to, go to Bucky's. So it was just on the other side of the highway, like going back north. We looped around and went over there, and it was. I hadn't been to this one, and it was. It, it was ridiculous. Like, it was twice the size of the one that I've been to before. Chris, did it you was... did you see the videos I took? Chris? Yes, yes. <laughs> Members of Premium were privy to Tom. Thomas went inside and just like took videos. He's like. This is like a Walmart. <laughs> that is a dead-on accent. <laughs> just like took it, and there's like a butcher counter. Yeah, and there's like this. There's like ten screens where you just walk up to and you push it, and you can just order like burritos. Um, instead of tater tots, they're called beaver tots. You can get chili <laughs> cheese beaver tots, and I don't know why we didn't in a in a car with. You know, four people in it. Why we didn't all just get a bunch of chili cheese beaver tots and eat those? So there are two things here. One is that the thing that they appear to be the most proud of are their restrooms. That that seemed to be the main thing people talk about. Uh, I mean, and they should they should be because each stall is like a brick house, completely <laughs> from floor all the way to the ceiling with a door. The door doesn't leave like you know three feet at the bottom. It's a fully you know door that covers the entire opening. You're like, you're completely by yourself in each stall. Like the most privacy I you guess, can get in a giant bathroom. I guess I just don't care that much <laughs> about bathrooms. Like the, I only care about one thing. They have to be clean. Well, Maybe okay. I have low standards. Well, it's like you know you've never been you know attacked by somebody. You know somebody <laughs> would have to use a, a sledgehammer to get to you in one of those stalls. <laughs> And the the wolf said, <laughs> "Little pig, little pig, let me in." And he couldn't get in to the. Oh, stall. I'm sorry. Do you have to read your kids a bedtime story before we continue? <laughs> Go ahead. That that's all I'm picturing. Like there's a house of straw, <laughs> house of sticks, and then a house of bricks. Um, they had like a whole bacon. aisle of beaver nuggets, fresh roasted pecans and almonds. Which their pecans, I got the sugar. I got a thing of sugar roasted pecans that we shared, and they were like rocks. I I still don't think that. There is any reason why a gas station should be that big? Like, there's yeah, like literally how many no pumps reason. did they have? Like fifty pumps? Uh, or oh, more than fifty pumps? Because there was two. There was two like islands of pumps. There was one that was further away toward the highway, mm-hmm. to where I guess if you were just getting gas and you just want to get in, get gas, and get out, there was a huge island back there, and then 
there was a gap of probably 50 feet, and then there was another huge island of pumps that were closer to the store. Yeah. So if you, so guys, if you imagine this, – This is our best segment ever. <laughs> <laughs> Describing the dimensions of a Texas-sized no, gas station. If, if I counted them off too. I counted the 50 feet in between. I, I walked it off. It took us, it took us longer. We're, everybody's ready to go. Let's go. Let's go. And I was like, I got to walk this off. I got to count it for the show. Yeah, and, and I got lost walking out of Bucky's to try to find the car again. I, I, I couldn't Whoa, find it. Well, that was on the way home. Or no, you got lost both times. To recap, we went to Chewy's. Uh, we went to Bucky's. We went to the Alamo. I'm living my Bucky's. I'm living my best life. <laughs> okay. So uh, anyway, um, transition. I have a movie quote uh, today for us. I believe it's 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 my first movie quote. Uh, I was watching a show the other day, and I figured that this would fit well into the show. Uh, are you guys you ready? Show? You have a you have a you have a TV show quote then. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's this fine. This is this is stepping. This is stepping up my territory. TV show <laughs> quotes are all yours. All right. Uh, <clears throat> people say that it is hard to earn billions. I will admit that it was rough. It wasn't easy. I had to do things that I didn't want to. At one point, I found myself inside Amy Schumer, and that was <laughs> Paul Giamatti in Inside Amy Schumer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was a nice twist. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Hey, and just a teaser Amy Schumer, our future celebrity endorser of We Harmony. <laughs> just want to say, not this episode because Flag hasn't sent me this script yet. But. Uh, moving, moving down the agenda of uh, today's episode. I have a movie quote. You have a movie quote? Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Do go ahead. Why won't you be my neighbor? I don't understand. Why won't you be my neighbor? I, that those kids, that's they're not they're you what it's not going on what you think is going on in my house just because you saw, you know, whatever you think you saw. So I go back to I don't understand why you won't be my neighbor. That was um, <laughs> Fred Rogers in Won't You Be My Neighbor, the documentary. But he didn't actually say, won't you be my neighbor? He said, why won't you? <laughs> that was always left off. Okay. That was, uh, the why was always left off. All right. I got you. I got you. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we figured that we would do something similar to what they did on the Sub Beacon podcast where they talked about their favorite movies from the year that is about the to end. The one they recorded the week of Christmas, too. They recorded that. I can't believe they recorded the week of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're very dedicated podcasters. They are. They are. <laughs> All right. So I have a list of my top five. Uh, Ryan, do you have a top five? Yes, I do. Chris, what do you have? Uh, top nine. <laughs> top nine. What? Okay, well, I do have a three-way tie for fifth, so. <laughs> okay, well, uh, Chris. Three-way, huh? Uh, okay, so how do you want to, so we should, I assume we should go from worst to best. Well, I'll do our fifth, and then. Chris, do you actually have nine? I don't even know what I have. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> okay, so. We... I just, I just wrote down all the movies that I watched this year. I hate most of them. <laughs> Well, you could do like an honorable mention because I've got a documentaries that like I, I've got two documentaries that I'm going to mention too. All right, all right. 
So let's start with all of our honorable mention. Then we'll go through and go with our go and then go to number five. And we'll each read our number five the way they did, all the way to one. So honorable mention okay. for uh, you know miscellaneous category first. Chris, go, Chris, go, do it now. Uh, I don't feel like anything deserves honorable mention. Pass. This is a bad year for. Poop. <laughs> what are the nine movies that you wrote down? <laughs> I just said nine to be stupid. You're a dick. I am kind of – yeah, that's kind of the mood I'm in right now. Okay, my honorable mentions – so the documentaries I've seen this year are Robin Williams, Come Inside My Mind, and Won't You Be My Neighbor. I like both of those a lot. Uh, the Robin Williams one dealt with you know depression and comedy and how they kind of seem to go, uh, especially for performers like comedians, how they kind of seem to go hand in hand a little bit and just how he dealt with it and sometimes was successful and other times was less successful, especially towards the end. And uh, the Mr. Rogers one was just a yeah, good, it was really good look inside of how uh, that show was created, how uh, Fred got the show created and got the show put on the air and like all the work he put into it and just that he really cared about something that was gonna you know educate kids and like kind of explain current events to kids even because he even like talks talked about you know tragedies and stuff like when the challenger exploded it was really good i recommend both of those okay so i guess i have uh, two honorable mentions one one is game night which even though it's 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 fine and like i would rather watch game night than say i don't know avengers infinity war or black panther or super troopers 2 so yeah it, it gets an honorable mention uh, the other one is death wish uh, with uh, with bruce willis uh, not because it's better than the original or that it's a terrific movie but it it triggers the lib so uh, our uh, number fives chris Number five, I've got Buster's Ballad of Buster Scruggs. It was technically proficient, quite good in each of the vignettes or whatever you want to call them. We've talked about it, I think, before, just how much we enjoyed certain aspects of it. The cinematography was gorgeous. Franco, James Franco? James Franco? Yep. Um, yeah. Was, was awesome. He was very, very, like a weirdly comical role of him as the bank robber. Yeah. It really was. That was. Uh, I liked that one a lot. But yeah, you're right. But but there's something about just as much as I liked it, and, and as great as it was, and proficient as it was. Like there was a tweet I may have shared it with you guys that um, made me realize I'm just kind of over the Coens. There's a tweet that was like, I'm kind of sick of the whole life is meaningless, everything is meaningless. Like they've made that movie a lot of times, and so this was just that with a different setting with like five different things. So like when they had the um armless legless eloquent uh speaker like that uh short was like their career as a whole like that's if you could sum up their like their work in one thing it would be that but but it's like yeah they've done this before but but in general you you like the coen brothers right i love the big lebowski i like fargo a lot i i feel like a lot of their movies the sum is not as great the, the the whole is not as great as the sum of its parts. Like there are a lot of parts that are really good, but like I don't know. I didn't like Hail Caesar. There were really good parts to it. Um, Brolin was fantastic. Uh, Clooney was great, but like I would not call it a great movie. Burn After Reading was an awful movie with some funny parts. All right. Anyway, so I mean, I, I'm not I'm not a Coen Brothers fanboy, but like their best stuff is great. Ryan, are you a Big Lebowski guy? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, I like it. But I love Thomas, it. Thomas, you haven't seen it, have you? I have. You just don't like it. 
It's it's fine. Um, Ryan, what about your number five? Okay, my number five, a four-way tie for fifth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I have uh, Tully, starring Charlize Theron, deals with just a mom who's overwhelmed, and I don't want to say more than that to give away the movie. Um, Again. Beirut, starring John Hamm, about um, just like a, a CIA. Uh, he, he was he worked for a guy that worked for the CIA and then goes back in to try to get a friend out of um, – out of trouble uh it, it, i liked it a lot it was it was really good they got the uh i think they got the feeling of like 80s beirut uh pretty good and then uh hearts beat loud which starred nick offerman and uh he starts a band i talked about it before where he yeah. runs a record store he starts like a band with his daughter and they get kind of like famous from it it was, it's actually he- a really really good movie from does he the, sing in the movie i would love to hear nick offerman sing. uh he i can't remember anymore i think he might sing a little his daughter does most of the singing yeah. and i didn't look up who starred in all the movies i wrote down but whoever the whoever plays the daughter is actually a really good singer so that's, those are my number five. Oh, and vice I, we saw vice okay this we're gonna talk more about I, vice later yeah, I'm not gonna say, but I. It's gonna be a long podcast. But threw it in as my number five. It's okay. I'm gonna cut much of this. Son of a bitch. <laughs> in in five, I I have a tie, but just between two movies. So the first is Widows, which I believe that we briefly talked about here. JVL talked about it on the Sub Beacon. Uh, I find it quite enjoyable. I really like the, the politics aspect of it. Uh, it is tied in fifth together with Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Uh, <laughs> Chris, what is your fourth? <laughs> Oh my! Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I, I've got to recover from that. Um, uh, number four is okay. My entire list is colored by the fact that 99% of movies I watched this year were kids' movies. So that's just what it is. So number four is Black Panther. All right. I think we know I, all about. I have Black literally Panther. nothing to say about it, <laughs> except that it was the fourth best movie I saw this well, year. So and that's kind of sad. So that that it is the fourth. But does that mean that you enjoyed it or not? Uh, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it was it. good. Yeah. It was. It was a great it, for a superhero movie. It was really good. I think. I yeah, mean, I don't I think agree. it's this like you know. Um, Amazing, Epochal, uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, it was fine. <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't it, was, know. it was better than fine. It was, it was good. Yeah, right. For, for right. a for a comic book movie, and it was, and it was a good movie. But, but it was, yeah, it was not like life changing. But yeah, it was good. Ryan, four. Number four for me is Death of Stalin. It's been talked about a bunch on the Substandard. I think Thomas, you even talked about it some. Mm-hmm. But it's really funny, and also, you know. Just not not just funny. It's it's really good. Uh, I enjoyed it. Okay, my number four is Solo. It's Star Wars. It's a heist. It is multitudes better than the Last Jedi. Uh, yeah, I I yep. really enjoyed it. Uh, a little bit sad that more people didn't go to see it, but I think it belongs in fourth on my list. I liked it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. You just talked me into that. That's my fourth now. <laughs> Black Panthers out of the top five. Oh no! Oh, that's, a... that's problematic. That's problem. <laughs> All right, Chris on the podium in third. Uh, I have The Incredibles too. 
Okay. I've only heard good things about it. So I'm, I'm it's, not surprised. It's a genuinely good franchise. Um, I have no problem when, like, I don't see it as an IP play when you actually follow up a, a very good, The Incredibles, the first movie, is, mm-hmm. is very good. They followed it up with a very, very solid entry. It was it was good. It was technically good. The animation was, was amazing. It was funny. It was, it was good. I liked it. Okay. Ryan? Uh, number three for me is First Man. I uh, I really really liked First Man. I know some people had some complaints about the story and that they didn't focus in, that they focused too much on his family and not enough on the other astronauts. But uh, I mean, I liked the secondary storyline that they went with, and I definitely liked all of the um, sequences of the launches in in the mid-space. So that's number three for me. So this is interesting because First Man is also, it's also mine. So we have have the same in third. Um, Well, I feel like I should change it now. (laughs) Uh, Chris, your runner-up. Game Night. Game Night. I love Game Night. I thought it was hilarious. I I really enjoyed it. I did too. I liked it a lot. I probably should have put that way tied for fifth. <laughs> probably should have. I probably should have kicked out Hearts Beat Loud and put Game Night instead because I did like Game Night more than that. So who, for, who do you actually have in second? American Animals. What is that? American Animals is based on a true story. Of, it's a sequel to Roar. <laughs> uh, it's like these four college kids who they're kind of like bored with their lives as college kids and so they plan this heist and they like they're gonna steal um rare books from the university of kentucky and uh they actually go through with the heist and it's a major mistake for them i really love this movie the performances of the the guys in college are are really good and they do this weird thing where they 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 have the guys like uh they break it up with interviews of of the actual guys talking to the camera and saying you know what they were thinking at the time like in between the scenes it was i've never seen a movie uh made this way uh the director was bart layton which i don't know what else he's done but this was really cool and uh, I liked it a lot, Thomas. You should, you and I should watch this after we get done. I haven't even heard of this movie. I'm, I'm It'll bring the tally yeah. up to ten movies that you guys have watched together. Yeah. <laughs> At least in uh, in second for me uh, is a quiet place for all of the reasons that we have mentioned previously on on this podcast. It is it is a great movie. If people haven't seen a quiet place. They definitely should. Uh, John Krasinski is great. Apparently, as a director, he can also do a good job. And there is going to be a sequel to it, uh, although I'm not sure exactly when that's going to take place. And it's not going to be directly related. It's going to be set in the same world, but it's going to be somewhere else. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. I'm glad that it's like just a separate story. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's going... I, I, I like that. That's a good idea. Yeah, uh, absolutely. All right, Chris, number one. Guys, I totally forgot about that we were uh, recording. Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot about Isle of Dogs. That's got to bump something else off because Isle of Dogs belongs in the top five without a doubt. I am a Wes Anderson fanboy. I didn't love it as much as Sonny did. It's actually in the bottom third of 
as much as I love stop motion animation, it's in the bottom third of, of Wes Anderson movies. But I mean, it's it's still Wes Anderson. It's it's fabulous. The the voice work was great. The animation was great. The story is a little little weird. So, um, so but if, it belongs in the top five. But but my number. What are we on? One. Yeah. One. Wait, wait, hang on, Chris. Chris. So if you recap your top five with I Love Dogs slotted in somewhere, what does it look like? He has no idea. I, I do. I do know. Okay. Uh, Isle of Dogs was the best film that I saw. It was oh. without a doubt. But, but my number one. Okay, so you didn't forget. You just put it at number my, one. But no, my number one I had written down was Spider-Verse. Because I really, 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 really like Spider-Verse. I haven't so, seen it. Yet, so to, to recap, it, it, number one, I'm going to go one through five because otherwise I'll be confused. Um, <laughs> Isle of Dogs, Sp- Into the Spider-Verse, Game Night, Incredibles, Buster Scruggs. Okay. I like Dial of Dogs too. I don't. I was like deciding whether or not I didn't put any kids movies in there. I guess I, but I guess that's not a kids movie anyway. But I shouldn't have said that. But like Incredibles two, Wreck It Ralph two, any of the other kids movies this year I've seen. I guess I kind of put a made a, a separate list for those. And I don't. I think Isle of Dogs. Like if I was making a top ten, would have probably been number ten for me. So, Ryan, who do you have at number one? A Quiet Place. Uh, I said that before, and it's even after, like, you know, going over the movies I've seen this year, it's still it's still the best movie I've seen this year for, you know, all the reasons that you mentioned. And mm-hmm. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that. I knew they were making a second one, but I thought it was just going to be the same story. But I'm actually really excited that it's just going to be a separate story. Um, that's going to be cool, and I'm looking forward to that. In uh, my number one, so I I remember uh, I mentioned last week that the Quiet. It's gonna be some commie movie, isn't it? A Quiet Place <laughs> should win the Oscar. Uh, I've changed my mind. Uh, in number one for me is the Death of Stalin. Uh, I find it it's really enjoyable. It is really funny. It takes a serious subject, you know, communism and the death of a brutal dictator uh, and it injects humor into into the story uh, while still remaining sort of serious which is maybe what vice should have tried to do if they wanted to um, be taken seriously um, yeah. so yeah so death of stalin in number one recommended to to everyone uh, although it is like i think it's sort of cheating because it was released last year but it was released in the US in 2018 as soon as death of stalin is on hbo hbo now <laughs> hbo you watch it yeah that's what it's called it's called hbo hbo cat cat time um as soon as it's on hbo now uh, which I'm accessing with Ryan's password, uh, I'll watch it. Yeah, I can't yeah, wait to watch yeah, it. Yeah, you definitely should. So out of these movies, I would say that my 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 top five are all good movies, and I, I would recommend them to anyone. I know that people have talked about how it was a terrible year for movies, and on um, it was either the last or the second-to-last uh, Glop podcast, <laughs> Rob Long was going on about how, why, why should I watch a movie? There is no reason for me to watch a movie. Like, why, why should I do that? That's ridiculous. And he was just being a grumpy old man. <laughs> I think what makes me grumpy about Hollywood is that, like, Oscar Beatty stuff is just crap. It was a crap year for that stuff. Like, it really was. So, I mean, so like, the, like, the fact that A Quiet Place was, was, like, the best, arguably the best movie, like, that's not typical, that's not a typical, like, oh, best movie of the year. No, it's not, because it's a, a horror slash thriller, or, yeah, you know, whatever, 
Yeah, because like I liked Manchester by the Sea, or uh, as I as I renamed it, Manchester Hurt by the Sea. Uh, that was far and away better than any of the Oscar Beatty stuff that came out. I mean, of what I've seen so far that came out this year. Yeah, I mean, out of the movies that are in contention or could potentially win Best Picture, A Quiet Place and First Man are the two that I would be very happy and be like, yeah, yeah, I can see those two win. The rest of it that they're talking about is, mm, I, don't, I'm, I don't know. It's like, oh, like, uh, I guess I'll have to push through that first hour of Roma to get to the <laughs> second hour and stuff happens. Yeah, like that. Like, uh, no, thank you. I'm not... <laughs> Yeah. I got four kids. I'm not gonna yeah. sit for an hour of boring to get to oh the exciting. I don't know. It'd have to be the second half of that would have to be really, really, really good to get me to do that. Yeah. And it just, speaking it's, of it's, speaking of boring, I tried watching Chappaquiddick. I think it's on man. It on Netflix or I've Amazon tried Prime? to watch that. I don't know what it's. It's on something, but I've tried to watch it more than once, and I. I really couldn't get into it i probably was like 40 50 minutes into it and yeah that's and i was just like this is boring and i i know one time i fell asleep and another (laughs) time i just i just changed it to something else because part of it is that the the kennedys are just irrelevant like like who cares about about ted kennedy like worrying about his career i know yeah exactly like i know ted kennedy killed a girl and he swam off and didn't even bother to try to save her i know that i don't need another i don't need a movie to tell me how big of a dick he is i mean i i i never i i haven't i've never liked him i've never been a fan of him right right so this you know i I don't need anything to reinforce that i'm good yeah yeah but um did Sonny on the most re- in one one of the recent episodes? Did he call say that the second half was a Whit Stillman esque comedy? Yeah, he did. And I'm like, and I don't know. Do I, I need to finish? To, do I need I to go back? And maybe. Uh, yeah, I I don't remember hating it as much as it sounds like you guys did. Uh, I do remember. I, I don't want to say I hated it. It was just, I mean, if it if I watched it in a theater, sure, I would have. Right, right. Like, you know, it'd have been fun, but. Watching it at home, I, I just like, again I didn't hate it. Do you really it's need just, to watch more I, of this? <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't what, I don't need this. What, I'm so, good. So so what's surprising about Chappaquiddick, and I, I talked with this with with some of my some of my uh, colleagues at Illinois, is that they have no idea that this even took place. Like <laughs> Chappaquiddick. No, no. Yeah, when Chappaquiddick. Maybe see this movie. Yeah. Oh well, my. Chappaquiddick but I was released, and one of my one of my friends who is into movies, but he's. Uh, fairly liberal came to me and was like this sounds like an interesting story like uh, do you want to go see it and I'm like have, have you not heard about this are you completely unaware and, and that was the norm they they don't know what Chappaquiddick was and they still garbage millennials yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I seriously can't believe that even liberals can, can be like oh I didn't know about this like how can you not know about this they have no idea like in the time of Me Too, like he killed a girl, it, like made no attempt to even see if she was still alive. You know, didn't even bother to call the police until the next morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that was kind of surprising in the movie how they how they mentioned that like she was like reaching for air that like potentially 
Yeah, she that was part I did. I did see that part where there was like scratches on the on the roof of the car or whatever, mm-hmm. and that you know it was pretty clear that you know she was alive and probably trying to get out. And I was surprised they included that. Um, yeah. Well, I remember uh, hearing see, that heard, and wondering if I, that was kind of right wing conspiracy. So, well, like, but like I was the like, director, oh, okay. the director, the director's even the director is a liberal, but I heard some interviews with him. And he was basically just like, you know, this, you, you know, I knew about this story and uh, this, I, I saw the script and I knew that it needed to be told in an honest way. And it needed to be shown that, you know, he he could have saved her if he instead of just swimming to the shore and say and, and worrying about his career, he may have been able to save her life. Yeah. No, and, and so this is so I, I remember talking with Adam about this and how so both of us watched it and both of our main takeaways were like we were just like infuriated like it made me mad watching this movie and having the story told so clearly because it's very critical of Kennedy and how he handled the situation so just left me in a very bad mood speaking of movies about politicians recently to hit theater is Vice from uh, director Adam McKay, uh, who has directed The Big Short and Step Brothers, which is a movie about Dick Cheney. Uh, the movie starts Step by... Step Brothers? is about Dick Cheney? <laughs> <laughs> See, I went into it <laughs> thinking that it was about the grips. <laughs> So, uh, um, so, so to give you a brief summary, I assume that most of our listeners know what it's about. So Vice starts by showing us Cheney's struggles in college, his first job, uh, and his, what I assume is a drinking problem, uh, at least in the movie. So the first 15 to 20 minutes of the movie focuses on this period of his life, the early period, and how Lynn forced him to get his shit together. Cheney is then accepted to the Congressional Internship Program and starts to work for Donald Rumsfeld, who becomes one of his friends. Uh, He later on uh, becomes White House Chief of Staff, Minority Whip, Secretary of Defense, Chairman of Halliburton, and finally Vice President. Chairman of Halliburton. (laughs) Just let me know when it's time for my rant. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say Halle Berry. Yeah, go ahead. uh, I'm sorry. So be- before I turn it over to, to Ryan for his comment, uh, let me just say that the, the primary reasonable conclusion from this movie is that Adam McCain, McKay is an insane person. So anyway, yeah. uh, Ryan, uh, what do you have? Did, did you like okay. it? It was on your Number list. Number one, I, it was enjoyable. It, now, as a movie, it was enjoyable. Like as long as you looked at it as it's a cartoon. You know, it's not, it's not based in reality. It was a cartoon. The performances were fun. Steve Carell as Donald Rumsfeld was hilarious. Christian Bale as Dick Cheney was, was hilarious. I mean, they were great. I mean, the performances were awesome. The I I should have looked it up, but the guy who played Scooter Libby, I've seen him in other things. He was he was great. Um, so the performances and all that, as long as you look at it as a cartoon, was fun. Number one. Thomas, we went to Movie House and Eatery, so Thomas got to see why Movie House and Eatery is far and away better than Alamo Draft House. So that's just the first thing. That's just the first thing. Adam McKay, who I like, I loved The Big Short. Even though it was a dumbed down version of what happened, I loved The Big Short. I love Step Brothers. 
Uh, I mean, Thomas watched Step Brothers for the first time this weekend. Adam McKay made himself into Oliver Stone, basically, with because he, this was this was basically his JFK, and we all know how a lot of JFK. JFK is a super entertaining movie, but it's ridiculous. Like most of it is, a lot of it's made up. Uh, a lot of things aren't based in reality. It was rampant with conspiracy theories that have no basis in reality. It was so ridiculous. It would be like watching a movie about Obama that was written by Jim Hoft and directed by Alex Jones. That's that's the territory we're in. Except for Alex, Alex uh, Adam McKay is probably more talented than those guys, so it was funnier and more entertaining <laughs> than those two idiots. Um, early in the movie, they present Dick Cheney, Dick Cheney, Dick Jick Katie. <laughs> Jick Katie. Yeah, they present Jick Katie. I'm going to call him Jick Katie because that's, it, it, his cartoon name would be Jick Katie. As like a, a dimwit. Like he can't even put a, a coherent sentence together. Right, in the early part of the movie, right? Yeah, in the early part of the movie. And um, by the end, he's this Machiavellian mastermind who is not only able to control, you know, and, and con Democrats, but Republicans as well. The only turn they give for why all of a sudden he goes from this complete idiot, like I'm talking like dumb and dumber. He, he, was, he could have been seriously a character like Jeff Daniels or Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber in the beginning of the movie <laughs> to this evil genius in, this, in the second half of the movie is – they say the, the the Jesse Plemons is the narrator. They say he grew sharper in politics. He grew sharper <laughs> in politics. Did he get a brain transplant? What? How did he get to, like from being the idiot in, to being so smart? And, and so, I mean, honestly, they might as well have said the lizard people took over his body, and that's why he became such a genius. That would have been a a, a more believable arc than than what they gave us in just this complete idiot dumb and dumber character in the first half to, you know, evil genius who controls, who tricked George W. Bush and uh, controlled his presidency in the second half. And he ran the house. He figured out a way to run the house and he figured out a way to run the Senate. And they made Anton Scalia look like (laughs) such such a sinister dimwit as well and that pissed me off <laughs> and so as much as as much as i was half the time pissed off at you know how stupid this was and how much of a cartoon it was and then half the time i was like but this is really funny the actors are really talented this is this you know it's it's really good so i went back and forth through that for the for the entire movie as a movie as purely a movie and entertainment it was entertaining i recommend people seeing it because i mean i was entertained my favorite part though didn't even wasn't even part of the movie was near the end uh (laughs) christian bale gives his he he breaks the fourth wall and turns to the camera and gives his speech about how i'm not gonna apologize for protecting your families. I'm not going to apologize for stopping other terrorist attacks. Thomas, in a very quiet theater, claps. <laughs> and I laughed. I, I, I laughed out loud when he did that. Because I'm curious about, about like, 
we talked about doing that, but then I didn't think he'd actually do it, but he did. And I, I, I there's, there's nothing, there's never been a time when I respected Thomas more <laughs> when he was clapping. What was your perception of? Of the reception of Thomas's applause, like what in the world? <laughs> I, or I have to say that probably, I mean, this is Austin, Austin so yeah. probably no one appreciates it. <laughs> <laughs> Serves them right. So, so I largely, largely agree, I guess, with Ryan Ryan's assessment of the movie. I think he found it a little bit more enjoyable than I did. I I found it more infuriating uh, as I kept watching it. Uh, the Anton Scalia part was the incident Scalia part was the most inf- I would say that was the most angry I got because like yeah. he was literally a, a, a legal genius and they made him out to be just like yeah. and so so all of this the Anton Scalia part in the movie is about the unitary executive theory where they they first bring in Antonin Scalia, and then in a later scene they bring in John Yu, who who is a law professor at Stanford, uh, as these like conservative masterminds that are going to try to make sure that the president has the power to do whatever he wants. Like anything the president says is legal, is what they claim in the movie. That is, that is not what unitary executive theory is. So, um, I, I don't know, like either if Adam McKay would have bothered to, I don't know, consult Wikipedia, uh, he would have found that Unitary executive theory is a theory of American constitutional law holding that the president possesses the power to control the entire executive branch. Now, I, I but don't that's know. not how they presented it no. at all. Not even close. No, like the, the way they presented it is that if the president decides something, it is legal. Uh, yeah, that's, and that's literally what they said. That is not what it is. It is the idea that the president is the head of the executive branch. And therefore, whatever happens in the executive branch is the president's responsibility and also under his authority. So he can make decisions for the executive branch. And the fact that they made Antonin Scalia say, (laughs) if the president does it, it's legal, (laughs) as the definition of the unitary executive theory. That was was the worst yeah. Slander. Yeah. So, so that infuriated me. It also they tried to uh, shift the blame for ISIS to Cheney. Oh yeah. What? Oh my gosh, they did. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Cheney, uh, Cheney, and and his advisors talked about the threat of terrorists, and they talked up guys like. Um, <laughs> fuck. What's his uh, name? Zawahiri. Yeah, Zawahiri and others. Uh, he is and- Sarkawi. He is really to blame for the rise of ISIS. Uh, they didn't. They didn't even mention the surge or anything right, like that. You're making me. You're making me dock this movie. Down. <laughs> yeah. I, I was remembering. I was remembering Christian Bale and Steve Carell goofing off together, <laughs> and, and now you're yeah. you're bringing back no. some of the. So so the movie the movie works if if you are someone who believes in in the theory that. The United States went to war in Iraq over oil, and that Dick Cheney was the masterman, mastermind behind it. George W. Bush is an idiot, uh, and Cheney and the neocons truly controlled everything. If you believe that, it's a terrific movie. You'll be completely sold. Uh, if you yeah, because they that, even had this post-credits scene where it was like a focus group that was talking that had seen this movie. They had, you know, the 
typical Trump supporter who was like, oh, this movie is bullshit. And then they had the liberal guy who was like, oh, you don't think that they had to fact check all this stuff? And, <laughs> like, I was just like, no, oh, of course they, they don't fact check anything. They, they don't fact check movies. It's I, a script. It is totally JFK. Like, it's totally a conspiracy theory. It's the Alex Jones of liberals. It's, it's what the this fever was. dream of it, – it's insane propaganda is what it is. It's, it, it was. It's not based in reality. Yeah. 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 Ryan, I sort of wish we would have gone and seen Holmes and Watson instead. I, now I do. Now that I saw David French said that he liked it, I wish we would have seen it. I don't know, though. David French is doing some trolling tonight. He also said Aquaman is better than uh, Ragnarok, which is insane. <laughs> oh, oh, Ragnarok is the best superhero movie. Yeah. Ragnarok's incredible. Yeah. Uh, how Aquaman is better than that. There's no way. I mean, I. I but also, I mean, Aquaman, but, I mean, but I don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to believe anymore because I just saw that Bumblebee is 93 percent of Rotten Tomatoes. How is that even possible? <laughs> that, that that doesn't even compute. All right, uh, Chris. Do, do you have you haven't seen Vice, right? Uh that is correct. <laughs> All right. uh, I would say that you I, know the kind of movies that I go to. <laughs> I don't know. You didn't, take I, your, you didn't take your kids to see Vice? You don't think I Jordan didn't. would enjoy it? She'd be like, who's the fat bald man? <laughs> Luckily for us, my parents were here. And they watched, because Rose and I, it was Rose, uh, Thomas, Patrick, and I went to see this. And so they watched our kids. We went to a 940 show. <laughs> so they watched all the kids until like 1230 in the morning. And that was that was greatly appreciated. Do either of you have an idea of how it's doing at the box office? Well, I was telling you guys that there are two theaters in town. There's a 14-screen one across town. Oh, right. And it's not even showing. It's not even showing at the 12-screens that are like a mile from my house. I mean, that's crazy. Like uh, Movie House, they don't – I don't even think they have 12 screens. (laughs) Vice was sixth place this weekend – with uh, seven point seven million dollars on twenty four hundred screens, so like uh, Aquaman's on forty one hundred screens, Mary Poppins is on forty one hundred screens, Bumblebee is on uh, thirty five hundred screens. It's not like it's going to get a wider release. Like this is this is probably it. And so their total gross right now is seventeen. Uh, point six million dollars. They don't have their budget listed. Oh, that's uh, interesting. Why don't they have the budget listed? Well, Production well, budget. Yeah, I, it, it couldn't have been much though. No, because no, I mean, well, I don't know. Like the CGI. Look it up on that Judge Janine rating site. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see if you can find it there. Vice is on Saturday nights on Fox <laughs> at nine p.m. <laughs> I believe that is all the time we are giving to this episode. We are starting to run out of time. Chris, uh, Ryan, uh, is there anything I'm forgetting? Um, can you can you believe that it has been 17 episodes of this podcast? No, it does not nope. feel like it's been that many. Oh, it feels like it's been that many. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, that is all the time we're giving to this episode. Thank you for listening. And if uh, you found this 
funny, uh, somewhat insightful, or if you appreciated our garbage opinions, do leave a review on, on iTunes or whatever other app you use to listen to this, ep- uh, to this podcast. We will see you again next year. Thank you for listening. If you get Stitcher Preview, you can listen to the PCAST Blast. The what? That's a real thing, the PCAST Blast. I didn't know what that is. The ass blast? The grace all unlike yesterday. Now's the time for us to say.